Happy spring. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy-ish, your daily podcast from body and soul. I am Felicity Harley. And yes, we're channeling all of those good spring vibes in Healthy-ish HQ this week. And this ep is one we all need to hear and take note of. James Parr is a triathlete, disability advocate and proud Wurundjeri man and went from abled body to disabled at 21. And he wants to change the narrative around living with a disability. He shares his lived experience of both. If you do want to hear more from James, he's up on Extra Healthy-ish where he shares his curious goal-setting approach. You can search for that wherever you get your podcasts. James, nice to have you on Healthy-ish. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you've been in our print edition, so it's nice to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. 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 Now, tell us about you. You've got a really interesting story. You had, well, cancer yeah. um, at 21. Yeah. So, you were able-bodied and then you had your leg amputated. Yeah. Tell us about life before, after, mindset. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think when... I was talking about it yesterday, just in conversation with someone and, um, you know, acquiring a disability and seeing what that life was like afterwards, I was like, you actually don't fully understand or know anything until it actually happens to you. So, you know, when I was able-bodied, even though I had worked in special schools and had been surrounded by people who had disabilities, I never actually knew what it was like to actually obviously have a disability, but the... I guess, stigma and connotations that surround having a disability. And when you're able-bodied, there's, um, you just don't think about it. And you, you know, we don't grow up, we don't inherit internalized ableism. We're taught it. Mm. And so then acquiring the disability, it came with a lot of negativity, it came with a lot of shame. And um, I found that really ch- challenging as someone who had, lived 20 years as able-bodied then to have to identify as someone who was disabled. Did you feel shame identifying as a disabled person? Yeah. Yeah. I found it really, really difficult to attach myself or identify as someone who was disabled or to be like, oh, yeah, I have a disability Um, because when I wear pants, no one knows. And sometimes it would be like in conversation, but, oh, yeah, I'm disabled or Mm. – like even when I got the parking permit, it was like oh yes, slay for the car park spots. But then it was like oh, I'm disabled. But I only thought that because there is such um, a narrative around what it's like to have a disability, and you know, even two days after surgery, or as pretty much instantly when I woke up, everyone talked to me differently. Everyone looked at me differently. It was almost like overnight my life had just been deemed invaluable and Mm. um, people felt sorry for me, people felt sad for me and just like even walking down the street, the way people looked at me or interacted with me, it it totally changed and that even representation in the media strongly builds that narrative that Mm. having a disability is sad, it's invaluable and, you know, even if you look at like, for example, a TAC ad, it's always there's a car accident and then at the end there's someone wheeling off in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, you know, why that is a real-life scenario of what happened, 
what you what your takeaway is and what they're showing you is that having a disability is the worst thing that could happen to you. Mm. And realistically, it's not. I always look back and say um, people with a disability are a minority group. We're also the largest minority group. But the ability that anyone can become a part of at any point in their life, me, for example. So why should we feel such shame or uh, negativity if that does happen to us? And yeah. Actually, I mean, I came across this stat when I was researching questions for you. One in six people have a disability in Australia. Yeah. I was actually surprised it was so many because, you know, mm. con- agreeing with what you said, we. why is it just not normalised? And, and how are you hoping to change the narrative? Yeah, so... I think, you know, one in six people, there's a lot of invisible disabilities. Mm-hmm. Being very physical, like visible disability, um, it's different. Um, and I guess we're not really talking about it. Or, um, I mean, invisible disabilities, we don't really see it, so we don't actually know. Me personally wanting to rewrite that narrative is to rewrite that having a disability is actually not sad. I never aligned with being sad or having a negative life, all of that was pushed onto me. And I remember just sort of having, you know, some conversations with people, or what they were saying to me, or even when someone asked like, oh, what happened to your leg? And second you say, oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry for you. And mm. it's like, well, okay, but you're also insulting me. <laughs> just mm. saying my life is sad. And it's so not. how should we say that? Because often, I mean, I've probably fallen into that camp as well. All of us I do listening. too. I'll put like even now to this day, I will meet someone and automatically in my head I'll be like, oh, that's so sad. But it, then I go back to myself and I'm like, actually, like what is sad about that? Like that's what we're told to think. I always say everyone has a struggle in their life. Having a disability could be someone's struggle. But we don't go up to other people and say, oh, like, that's so sad. Mm. You know, like I, I look at it that way. Everyone has a struggle in their life, regardless of whether my disability or not may be a struggle. It's still actually not sad. We all have struggles so in our life. So how would you like us or able-bodied people to respond then and how can we get better at that? Yeah. I think having the constant reiteration of like that's so sad and that's so sorry, uh, like we're so sorry for you or that's so sad, continues to reiterate that narrative. I honestly would just, okay. Mm. And that's what I do now because we're, even when we say it, we constantly wait for a reaction or for someone to say that. And I find it so refreshing when someone just not like bypasses it yeah. because, again, it is a part of who I am. But when I say bypass, just moves along as you would in any other mm. conversation. Maybe like, acknowledges it. Yeah. And, and just what are you like, doing oh, okay, today? cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how are you? Or, and if you want to have a conversation like, oh, like around it, I think wait for them to bring it up and then you can be like, oh, okay, like, so how is life now? Mm. Or like, do you need, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think just like not bypassing it, but just acknowledging it and moving it on, not reiterating that that narrative. That's have you there. dealt with the shame? Have you, have you, how are you feeling today about Life. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, you know, after um, after having the amputation that we were in COVID and I had a lot of time on my hands as yes. did everyone else. Um, and I, that was my time to sit there and think, okay, so there is this narrative that we have and I do feel shame about having a disability. How can I correct that? And that to me was really just 
one accepting that I have a disability, but also taking back the power of the word disabled because it's like a dirty word. Mm. And I even thought it was a dirty word. Even sometimes now I say, oh, it sounds a bit like disabled. So are you okay saying that? Are you okay when people say that? I mean, what other words can we use? I I guess it goes back to taking back the power. Like let's make it not a dirty word because it's actually not a dirty word. Um, Disabled doesn't mean anything else, I it guess. It can actually be a very empowering yeah. word, as your life shows. Yeah. It's just what the definition is. And mm. it's like, okay, let's not make it a bad word because it, if we keep continuing to make it a bad word, people are going to reflect it in a bad way. So, mm. you know, I am disabled and that's really it. Mm. James, thank you for coming on healthy Thank you. Thanks for tuning into this chat with James. I hope it inspires you to go away and have a good think about, well, all the wisdom he shared. If you do want more from James, he's up on Extra Healthy-ish. Anything else from us, head to bodyandsoul.com.au. You can, of course, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast, follow us on socials or grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until next time you listen, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.